If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. It is the big broadcast. We are live coast to coast and morning to border on iHeartRadio today. AMFM247.com, ChickyJaguar.com. Welcome back to it. Thanks for being part of the big program. 50 plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. And you can get in touch with us online at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com from the KJAG Radio Studios in downtown Hutchison, Kansas. 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 P.M. Mountain Standard, and 24-7 at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com on the TuneIn apps. Of course, our own app is available in both the app stores. On-demand podcasts are available via iHeartRadio. Live videos on Twitch, Periscope, and Facebook, and of course, selected editions. We'll be at amfm247.com. 50-plus AMFM stations in the big network, including KFRK in Denver. Follow us on social media and find our daily videos on YouTube, cross-posted to Rumble, and broadcasting live on Roku via the AMFM 24-7 network each and every week. And the Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast is brought to you by our fabulous, fabulous friends. All new Netflix series. It's in development. They need some crowdfunding to finish the project. We need you to go over to kck.st slash the number three letter E, letter C, letter K. I-R-L. It is a tremendous new Kickstarter campaign, Chemistry for All. It's a brand new comedy series. It's a group of private school students that start drug trafficking to lavish themselves but use an unlikely scapegoat to get away. And they need some of your hard-earned money over there at Kickstarter.com. They've got some great rewards. Their story is absolutely amazing. And you can go over and help them out today. This is a professional production. They need some of your hard-earned money right now for Chemistry for All. It's a brand-new comedy series. And it is available at kck.st slash the number three, the letter E, C, K-I-R-L. This is a tremendous new piece of business. And we need you to go over and support it today. It is a tremendous new project. And they need your help. Go do it right now. Do it! It is Transmedia Worldwide. Four seven three sixty five. The number two internet radio program according to TalkStreamLive.com. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. Live today on 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world and more on the way. If you believe the hype, 
Go over to JiggyJaguar.com and get more information on demand audio available via iHeartRadio. And we are going to go to our next guest. He is going to join us here in just a few moments. Um, I, I, I just don't even know what in the world is going on here. Um, just amazing. I, 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 I don't know. We're, we're, we're getting all sorts of, all sorts of messages from people that I just do not care about. And, uh, we are going to go to a guest that I do care about. And, uh, he is going to join us here in just a few Short seconds. John Palmer will be with us here in a few moments. And he will not have the five sisters with him. Or the five families, for that matter. It's John Palmer. John, welcome to the program. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. So tell us about your latest project. You have an incredible, incredible book. I do. It's called uh, From Bluegrass to Blue Water, Lessons in Farm Philosophy and Navy Leadership. It is, uh, it's a hybrid book. It's part memoir, mostly lessons, and it's applicable in one's life from adolescence uh, through school and then into and throughout an entire professional career. Um, for every lessons chapter, uh, there is followed on a uh, practical application uh, chapter where there may be a farm yarn or a sea story where it talks about how the lessons were implemented and whether they work to the good or to the bad. And it's really broken up into you know three major phases. The, the, the farm uh, phase, which is where my brother and sister and I grew up on a cattle and tobacco farm in Kentucky. So you get farm philosophy. Then uh, there's the school portion uh, where education is discussed uh, fairly thoroughly, but uh, I focus on my college years at the Citadel in Charleston, South Carolina. And then a professional uh, phase where you have the continuum from new entrant or junior officer all the way through being an admiral or a general or in the C-suite, for which I used to be an admiral and I'm now a CEO. So it's a, it's a really pretty neat piece of work, and I think uh, it can be helpful. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big, big program. So, Admiral, this book is incredibly well written. Tell me a little bit about your writing process for this great book. I will tell you that, uh, boy, ironically, it would not have gotten written without COVID. I was uh, in my last five weeks of command, uh, commanding Defense uh, Logistics Agency Land and Maritime in Columbus, Ohio, COVID was raging in the summer of 2020, a spring and summer. My wife had departed to go to South Carolina to be with a new granddaughter that my son had just had and his wife. Uh, and so I had five weeks with just me in a, in a small uh, domicile and uh, a German shepherd, and I couldn't go anywhere in Columbus during my off hours. So my brother and I and my sister had uh, always wanted to get down the farm philosophy of our parents and their focus areas were farm faith and education. And so we wanted to get those down for the kids and the grandkids. And then as I was writing that, I determined that I'd spent the last few decades counseling young naval officers about where they are in their career. And as they move to different phases of career, how they have to look through different lenses, manage their resources differently, especially time, what are some enablers to success and so forth. So I committed in my off hours where I, I couldn't really go back to work because everybody was uh, dispersed and I couldn't go out in Columbus. I committed to writing 15 minutes of every waking hour that I wasn't at work. And I got the book largely done in five weeks. Wow. 
That is amazing. We have got a great guest with us today. John Palmer joins us here on our big broadcast, talking a little bit about his latest book. So tell me about where you see this book going. What are some of your goals for this book? Well, I'll tell you, it's it's designed for both, uh, you know, workers and leaders. And when I say workers, that's pretty much for the, you know, the professional portion. You could just as easily say adolescents for the farm portion and parents. And so for a person who is uh, engaging in their career, uh, you know, embarking for the first time in a professional career, uh, you know, they can use the book as sort of a, an operator's manual, things they need to think about, you know, uh, how, they, how they might communicate, how they might manage their time, uh, you know, what are enablers to success, what their bosses might be looking for out of them. Now, for someone who is a leader, they could just as easily turn to that new entrant to the uh, workforce, whether it's in the military or corporate, and say, hey, I want you to take this. Welcome aboard. We're happy to have you. Now take this book and go read Chapter 7 and 8, because that's you right now. And I want you to infuse in your daily work some of the lessons from this book. So really, it's an operator's manual uh, for people from uh, you know, adolescents and their parents all the way through uh, the pinnacle positions in a professional environment. We've got Admiral Palmer with us today. He joins us live talking a little bit about his latest book. So what's been some feedback or uh, reviews, any criticism that you've gotten on this book so far? I have not uh, received negative criticism yet. Um, and most of it has been, has been quite good. I had a, a businessman and uh, uh, insurance executive in Kentucky uh, who – who thought it was a slam dunk for kind of the operator's manual model and, you know, has ordered them for his workforce and for his new entrant workforce and the like. Um, and, and I've had that happen several times, a couple law firm, uh, uh, law firm managing partners and so forth have done the same thing. So, uh, on the military side, I'm still in very close connections with, um, uh, with many of my Navy and Marine Corps counterparts. Uh, and so when the book broke out, um, uh, a lot of those youngsters, having received my mentorship for years and years, uh, they they found that uh, now that it's bound and in hardback and on paper, uh, they can grab it and have it and not be uh, not be so dependent on trying to find me in uh, in a position in which I'm no longer in the service. So uh, that's really been the reception so far has been quite good. We have got Admiral Palmer with us today. He joins us live from Blue Grass to Blue Water is the latest from him, and he joins us today here on our big, big program. So what's next for you as an author now that this book is out there? Well, I think what I want to do is I want to, uh, I want to press the book as much as I can. I, I have about 10 titles in mind. Uh, that I could go and, and continue writing books. But the fact of the matter is I'm a corporate CEO right now, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty busy. Uh, so I'll, I'll kind of start to, uh, to wrestle new ideas. But I really want to, uh, I want to press this book out there because I think there is an absolute benefit. I think that, uh, you know, the, the farm portion of the book teaches you several things. It teaches you, you know, my parents were born in the 20s, I should stipulate, all my grandparents were born in the 1800s. So this is really kind of a rocks and shoals kind of upbringing that my brother and sister and I had. So our folks taught us that life isn't fair. It's sometimes hard, and you better be prepared to navigate the tough times. And their priority system on the farm was farm faith and, and education. You then transitioned into my time at the Citadel, and it was really an extension of that. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, the Citadel taught me 
uh, in preparation for my Navy career, how to face down fear, uh, how to be prepared for any and all eventualities, and how to absolutely not quit, not think about it, not mention it, not let it enter your, your mind at all. And so if you look at the farm portion and the education portion, it really is about the business of uh, the goal of developing and uh, self-sustaining grounded adults who can support themselves and contribute to society by handling adversity. And there's a portion in the book right before it goes into the Navy, Navy portion where it talks about embracing adversity and how we need to get out of the business of wrapping our kids in bubble wrap as we raise them and give them the reps and sets as their youngsters in trial and error and then redouble your efforts for trial and success. Uh, because I'm a little bit worried uh, that we're more into the business of raising, you know, feral and fragile children. And the fact of the matter is, if you want them to get out on their own and you want them to succeed, you have to give them uh, those reps and sets facing and, and beating down adversity so that when they're out on their own, uh, they, can, they can handle all the problems that come their way. Admiral Palmer with us today. From Bluegrass to Blue Water, Lessons in Farm Philosophy and Navy Leadership. He joins us today here on our big, big program. So this book, you've put a lot of time and effort into the book. What do you want readers to take away from your writing? I want readers to take away that that America is still holds the promise that it did in the 20th century when my parents, you know, first met and they raised us on the farm. And that is, um, you're the product of your choices, um, and, and with good choices and, uh, and hard work and uh, a faithful attitude, you can be anything in America that you want to, but it's important to note that in America, society demands a toll. You have to pay a toll to transit through the American society, and that toll is hard work. And whether you pay it early in life with good choices, in other words, getting your education, uh, making sure you have a job before you get married, making sure you get married before you have kids, and making sure that you stay for a rainy day, or you pay that toll in society later on because you squander your youth, you may find yourself uh, old, poor, and working, you know, uh, working manual labor jobs uh, to get by because the the toll you chose to pay in society was late and was not the product of good choices. So I really want people to understand that. And it transitions the whole way through the book. And so as you get into the, the professional life and you talk about the, the, uh, the new entrant chapters for, for junior officer, this book tells, like I said, it's an owner's manual. It tells kids uh, that are new to work, that number one, you have to understand you're in the business of following orders at work. You're in the execution mode. This is where you make your bones, and you're going to go home tired. And the two things that a boss wants out of you is to add value and harmony in the workplace. If you can add value greater than the amount that they're investing in your employment, and you can add harmony in the workplace, you can write your own ticket. Uh, and then those first chapters, uh, as you look at uh, a young professional, also talks about you know, how you have to manage your time, how you have the written artifacts and enablers to help you organize, how you can plan, how you can communicate, how to know your business, how to identify with your people, how to be focused on the mission, on the corporate goals, so you can add that value. Then, as you get more senior uh, and you're responsible for more and you're leading people, then it transitions you into critical thinking and the gray spaces. You have to understand about resource trade-off. 
you have to understand it's not about execution anymore. You're going to be uh, uh, you're going to be downstream from decisions where you may never be a complete winner and often a partial loser in every decision matrix because there aren't enough resources to go around. Well, how do you manage that? How do you advance the narrative for your cause in the business or in the military organization so you have the resources to carry part to carry your part uh, of the mission off? As you get in command, it's a whole different game. Because in command, all the chips are in there. You're never at more career risk in the military, and I would argue in the corporate world, is when you are completely in charge. And believe me, nothing sharpens one's decision-making like holding the final decision in command. So it's a different game in command, how you first assess your command, understand whether you've got minor changes to do or a big rudder shift, how you have to manage your uh, time differently, and then it goes into flag officer and CEO, what it takes to be one, and how you have to... Uh, uh, be a vision setter, how you have to set the tone, how you have to uh, perfect relationship management, uh, and how you have to leverage your staff because you don't have time to go into all the rabbit holes. They have to do the work for you, but you need the pulse points that when they pop red, you know to go dig in there and, and protect your operation. So that's really what I would do in each phase. That's what I would like the readers to take. We have got a great guest of us today. John Palmer joins us from Bluegrass to Blue Water, which is the latest from him. And before we let you go, how do people get the book and get in touch with you online? Well, I would tell you the first first note I should say is it's out of Fidelis Publishing in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm very thankful for them and publishing my book. It's a faith-based publisher. I'm proud to be associated with them. We are on in addition to Fidelis' website, we are on a dozen online outlets to include Amazon, Goodreads, Barnes & Noble, uh, you know, several of them in the U.K. as well. So we're not hard to find. If you type in you know, John Palmer from Bluegrass to Blue Water, you, know, you can go on through the lessons in farm philosophy. It will pop. We're also in uh, several, uh, we're on a dozen or so bookstores in North and South Carolina. Uh, Virginia, Washington, D.C., Kentucky, and Ohio. So uh, chances are if you, if you find your way to a, a major bookstore or a large independent, uh, we're big in Barnes & Nobles. We're also Joseph Beth in Lexington, Kentucky, and Cincinnati. Um, you should be able to find the book as well. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on and chatting with us. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you, Mr. Palmer. Thank you so very much, and I hope everyone has a wonderful time Appreciate it, my friend. There he goes. That is Admiral Palmer. We have got more coming up on the other side. You're listening to the big broadcast. We're on the way. As we continue here on the Sunday radio broadcast, we have got a brand new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Let's tell you about a tremendous new crowdfunding campaign. Go over to PAR. U-E-S dot gumroad dot com slash the letter I slash V-G-R-A-F-Y. These folks are absolutely amazing. They're doing some incredible work. Go over and support them today. Bobcat suspects her leopard boyfriend of infidelity. Starting small, the fight escalates until Kimberly threatens to trash a valuable painting of malls. As the truth about the precious night is gradually revealed, so are the spider webbing cracks in their relationship. Go over 
and check out the filmmaker. Check out the stars. Check out the influences. Go over and check out everything. They need some of your hard-earned money today, and they need it now. Go over and check this out. Get a pen. Write this down. You're going to want to go give them some of your hard-earned money right now. P-A-R-U-E-S dot gumroad.com slash the letter I slash V-G-R-A-F-Y. Go over and support them today. And you're listening to the Sunday Radio Broadcast. Old. Get more great content like this at JiggyJaguar.com. Welcome back to the program. Heard 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps, iHeartRadio, and Radio Loyalty, as well as the Starcom Radio Network. 20-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world are good friends that tune in as well and radio loyalty. We're going to get to Larry Pratt here in just a few moments, our uh, our good buddy Larry Pratt. And uh, before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a great Kickstarter project. It's called The Horrific Dead. It's by Infinity Comics. It's a group of high school students. They fight to survive through a zombie apocalypse, a hilarious new take on the typical zombie story. This comes from uh, Alladay, Ohio, and uh, it is an amazing, amazing uh, Kickstarter campaign, The Horrific Dead, and uh, you can get more information on the link. It's kickstarter.com. Search The Horrific Dead. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com, and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get into it with our next guest here on the program. Our good friend Larry Pratt joins us on the telephone. Um, Larry, there has been a lot of news uh, the last couple weeks with uh, Obama and and the different things he's doing, but one story that's kind of slipped through the headlines that we want to talk about today is this situation for uh, the uh, no. The headline is no federal charges for Zimmerman in the Trayvon Martin death, and um, the Justice Department announced it will not file civil rights charges against George Zimmerman, the Florida man who was acquitted last year of second-degree murder for shooting Trayvon Martin, an unarmed black teenager. And uh, what do you think about this, Larry? Is this is is this a, a good thing, bad thing? What do you think, my friend? Well, I'm sure at the Justice Department, sir, they are in mourning. <laughs> they had tried for so long to find some way, any way, no way how uh, they could make a charge come against uh, Zimmerman. They wanted to so bad, and yet they had to deal with the fact that a jury had said uh, no way. And on the jury, there were some uh, blacks. Uh, they they saw the same evidence, presumably, and yeah. the this, uh, department couldn't find any additional, quote-unquote, evidence. So they were really flummoxed. And uh, you can just kind of hear this, oh, shucks, uh, Justice <laughs> Department is dropping the investigation. <laughs> What a bunch of losers. <laughs> That's why I love you, Larry. <laughs> what a bunch of left-wing uh, lynch mob types yep, these guys yep. are. That's uh, because this was clearly an abuse of power. Where in the Constitution does the federal government have any purview over whether some guy in Florida shoots another guy in Florida? Yep. Rightly or yep. wrongly. It's not their business. 
I just don't understand this. Why, why, why should, you know, we, we should be focusing on other things. At least they should be focusing on other things other than right. going after something in Florida. Maybe they should be looking at uh, the Islamic threat uh, to the uh, United States posed by all the Muslims uh, being invited to the White House. Oh, well, that would be Holder's boss, I guess. Excuse me. <laughs> Larry Pratt with us today. He joins us live, as he does from time to time. And uh, Larry's been the executive director of Gun Owners of America for 30 years. GOA is a national membership organization of... Uh, my God, how many members do you have now? You, you've, and I'm sure you've probably had a lot of sign-ups since this uh, executive thing with the bullet ban. Well, with members and supporters, uh, we have now been approaching about a million. Wow. Uh, it, of course, our greatest recruiter was Piers Morgan. But, uh, <laughs> he should have been on the payroll. <laughs> Oh my! We, you know, in justice, we should. It's not fair that he gets reduced to heading up the uh, UK's Daily Mail online USA edition. I didn't even know they had one until I yeah. saw note in an article that that's what he was doing now. Poor guy, uh, from having been on his own show on CNN, where maybe twenty-five thousand people were watching him when I was on. Actually, it was about a half a million, uh, yeah. but he took it down to two hundred fifty thousand, and that wasn't the CNN business model after all. So they bid him adieu. And hasn't got much better since then. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Pratt with us today, joining us live, talking about this situation of no federal charges for Zimmerman in the Trayvon Martin case. Um, they, they did a comprehensive investigation. They found that the high standard for a federal hate crime uh, prosecution cannot be met under the circumstances here. Break that down for me. Well, presumably the same... A set of facts that would tell you whether or not murder was committed would tell you whether a hate crime is committed because to commit murder as opposed to an accident uh, to commit murder you probably don't like the person you're murdering you can even say you hate them and so uh, naturally if they can't prove murder they can't prove hate and uh, Zimmerman in fact was a very unlikely candidate for a hate crime against a black guy, a black thug, as it turns yes. out. Zimmerman is uh, this newly invented racial category called a white Hispanic. His grandmother <laughs> is black. Um, his mother is Hispanic. He's bilingual, apparently speaks very good Spanish. Uh, he might as well uh, have to do that in southern Florida where he, he had lived. God knows where he lives now. His life's been turned upside down by this, and the Justice Department really uh, probably finished him off. Rather than making a nice, clean statement early on that we don't have any jurisdiction and uh, facially there's nothing uh, to this, we think the jury got it right. Uh, this man uh, was set upon by a juvenile delinquent. And, um, you know, our heart goes out to him and his family. Uh, that would have been a fairly decent thing to say. But, of course, Eric Holder's not a decent guy. And um, he's uh, essentially a racist by his own definition, by his own words. You may recall the Black Panthers that had been convicted and sentenced in uh, New Jersey in federal court. And uh, they, were, they had been impeding voting uh, by threatening people with a, 
uh, a lead pipe or something of that sort. Yeah. And um, uh, Holder got the whole thing dismissed before they were actually sent off to the pokey. None of my people are going to be sent to jail like this. My <laughs> It's uh, the the fantastic Larry Pratt with us today from Gun Owners of America. The headline is no federal charges for Zimmerman in the Trayvon Martin case. Um, in in this in this case, it basically uh, the decision has been announced. Uh, waning days of Holder's tenure. Why did they Why did they announce this as a Holder's getting ready to leave? Well, that's an interesting question. My guess is they wanted to take that off the successor's plate because it obviously was bollocksed. Uh, it was uh, kind of embarrassing that they couldn't find anything on somebody they obviously wanted to just uh, hang against the wall yeah. and uh, didn't work. So rather than leave it to Mrs. Lynch, who I think they want to run for uh, Supreme Court justice, assuming that one of the older of the two justices on the Supreme Court uh, either croak or step down in the next two years, then she would have already been voted on, presuming she's nom uh, confirmed, uh, by the Senate. It would be very hard for these uh, Weasley senators to then turn around and vote against her. And so, voila, there you have a sort of a hardcore pro-criminal uh, prosecutor from New York uh, heading on her way to the Supreme Court. Uh, a really bad deal, and I hope the Republicans finally get this one right. They keep doing the most incredibly craven things, caving in to uh, uh, to Mr. Obama. Uh, I hope on this one they finally uh, discover that they really do have some sort of backbone, maybe sufficient to say no uh, about Mrs. Lynch. We've got Larry Pratt with us today. He joins us from time to time to talk about uh, all sorts of different issues relating to guns and in the gun world. Um, no federal charges for Zimmerman and the Trayvon Martin death. And uh, this this decision uh, could not have been announced at a stranger time, Larry, because we've got net neutrality uh, just recently came through. We've got the the bullet ban. Uh, there's there's all sorts of Netanyahu speaking uh, in Washington, and all of a sudden they just kind of dropped this out there. Was the reason this dropped out there because they just didn't really want to, like you were saying earlier, This they're in mourning over there at the Justice Department. Yeah. They're, they're in mourning. Uh, they're going to uh, uh, be moving on, but I think they just wanted to tidy things up a little uh, before the new regime takes over, and Eric Holder finally does walk out the door for the last time. Uh, so uh, that's, that's very likely what we're seeing. Everything with this administration is 24-7 politics, and uh, the timing, the decision on who it is, when it is, uh, all of that's highly political. Uh, the only thing that seems to get in their way uh, is uh, this blessed snowstorm that I'm looking at as we speak. <laughs> yeah, I know you're snowed in down there, Larry. <laughs> it's the one thing that seems to have done what the Republicans refused to do, shut down the federal government. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> 
So we're loving it. Uh, uh, we saw it coming. Most people, I think, stocked up. Uh, it's really not uh, a big deal. And uh, maybe we'll even get them to stay at home tomorrow, which would be a bonus. <laughs> well, let, let's do this. Larry, do you, can you join us for another segment if we take a quick little break here? You betcha. Okay. Meanwhile, maybe look us up at gunowners.org. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about the website. We're also going to be uh, talking a little bit about some of the other news uh, in, in the gun world. We're going to take a quick time out here with my good friend Larry Pratt. We've got more coming up here on the Big Broad. are piling up in Seattle and talk with uh, our good buddy Larry uh, coming up in our next hour we're going to be doing a musical showcase with a, a great band uh, Cybright Drive is going to be with us in uh, our, our next hour but before we do that we're going to go back to the telephones Larry Pratt joins us uh, fantastic no federal charges for Zimmerman and uh, I'll have to say Larry this this is definitely a uh, well, good news, good news. And by the way, if you want to share in some good news as well, join up with the Gun Owners of America. Check out gunowners.org or call 1-888-886-GUNS, which I love that phone number. I don't know how the hell you pulled that off to get so many damn eights in there, but <laughs> that is that is fantastic. Every time we have you on and I read that, I, I think that's great. Um, gunowners.org is the website. Um, Larry, let's talk about this potential executive action, this bullet ban. Um, Obama kind of snuck that in the day that the net neutrality thing got released. What, what, do you, what do you think about this? Is he basically trying to start another he, – he's basically wanting a revolution. Is that what he's wanting? Well, I know this will come as a shock, but in our view, the president is lying. Um, now, you've no. never heard of it. You know? No. No. Uh, so I'm sorry to have to break that news to you. Uh, but the president uh, and his administration are just fabricating out of whole cloth the idea that, first of all, they have any jurisdiction, because yeah. that's been included by the Second Amendment and by actual federal legislation. Uh, the bullets that they're talking about, any rifle bullet, I'm not talking about a 22 plinking rifle, but any shall we say, center fire rifle, uh, all the standard hunting rounds, and all of that, they'll penetrate standard body armor. And, yeah, it'll move, the bullet will have a little less velocity in a, in a handgun, and there are uh, a few very specialized handguns that can take some rifle calibers. Uh, but the fact that they may or may not even be able to penetrate standard body armor fired out of that a kind of a pistol or a, or a handgun, really give us a break. Uh, any, I mean, if, if they're going to get away with this, they could turn around and say that, well, uh, 30-06 and all the other hunting rounds, they penetrate body armor too, so we're going to have to ban those. That's really what they're saying. And this is a very transparently fraudulent uh, 
set of, quote, facts that they've cooked up to justify uh, trying to get rid of a particular kind of ammunition so that they can open the door to even more. This administration is lower than a worm. These people are just absolutely obsessed with doing anything they can to grab the Second Amendment. And, you know, one of the few things I enjoyed hearing come from Eric Holder's mouth was his expression of disappointment that, in fact, the greatest disappointment when he had been serving as Attorney General was that he hadn't been able to move the ball against the Second Amendment. And um, when he said that, I put his statement up on our uh, social media and commented, glad we could help. <laughs> glad we could help. Now, yeah. um, now, Larry, there, there is a, um, another situation that is going on with uh, Obama and this, uh, this situation with net neutrality. Where do you come down on that? We've had various folks on our program refer to it as Obamanet. Uh, because of because of Obamacare and things like that. Well, what, what do you think about this with net neutrality? Well, it's very, very, very dangerous. It's clearly as much a threat to the Second Amendment as a, a bullet ban, because we use the internet um, on a daily basis and typically weekly. We put out alerts. People sign up for them, by the way, for free at GunOwners.org. Yep. And those alerts are what we've used to generate a focusing of opinion uh, on Capitol Hill about various Second Amendment issues. People get the alert, uh, there's an email embedded, explains what the situation is, and if you agree with what we're up to, you click, click, and off goes to the appropriate member of Congress. You wouldn't even have to know who your member of Congress is because the system has that all as part of what it does. And, and that was what we were able to use to overturn or to block the gun control drive after Sandy Hook. The NRA even was supporting an expansion of gun control, an expansion of the background check, which is it, it, background checks don't keep bad guys from getting guns. They've had maybe 14 prosecutions in a year when they've had over 10 million checks. But what it does do is give the government the ability to illegally keep the names and addresses of gun owners. Well, it's against the law. You just said so. Yeah, and it was against the law for the NSA to listen to all our conversations. <laughs> so, you, you know, this is, you, you just don't let them get their hands on it to start with, or the game's yeah. over. And uh, that's where we've been trying to keep this from happening. We actually were able to beat to be both Sarah Brady and the NRA, and it was all due to the Internet, all due to the ability to send out email and just overwhelm the Congress, uh, lift them up so much that they finally said, mm, never mind, and we won. We've got Larry Pratt with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone. And, Larry, there's been a lot of issues with Hillary Clinton the last um, several weeks and now the topic that we've been discussing on this program all week is the potential for her not to even run now and Elizabeth Warren stepping in um, what, what do you think about that because I've heard rumors that she's basically completely left even to Obama 
Well, I think Elizabeth Warren, from everything we've been able to pick up, is uh, Hillary on steroids. Uh, she, uh, of course, as a Native American with those high Indian cheekbones, is going to be so hard to defeat. Uh, my eye. She's a New England patrician, um, so full of herself, a Harvard lefty uh, type. Uh, so I, I think she'll be just as easy to to, uh, if you will, put in our political crosshairs as Hillary Clinton. Clinton's got the problem, I think, that, um, and I'm not, uh, I don't have enough medical knowledge to know this for a fact, but there have been those that speculated that she's had several falls on her head and that it, she, she may kind of, you know, black out at times uh, when it's not appropriate to black out. And so... <laughs> That kind of a problem could keep her from actually throwing her bonnet into the ring. And if that were the case, then I think Warren uh, would definitely be the lefty's choice uh, because she's, you know, she's an attractive woman. She's hardcore communist. Uh, she's from that New England lefty set. Uh, yep. So she, she would just be the Democrats' heartthrob, and uh, all the media would love her and all the rest of the country would hate her. We've got uh, Larry Pratt with us today from Gun Owners of America. If you want to get more information, check out 888-886-GUNS or gunowners.org. Um, Larry, the thing that I've always dis- that I've always thought about, and and I, I get called a male chauvinist and other things when I when I speak about this, but it's well, good it's, for you. <laughs> well, good for you. Thank you. I'm glad I've got the support. Um, when 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 Sarah Palin was 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 thinking about running, and even when she was uh, the VP nominee, and there was the potential for her to get in get into the White House and get into that that circle. Um, one of the things that she was real proud of was the fact that when she was in Alaska. She took it to the oil company. She was all about standing up for the for the right common cause and all these things. And she's this big fighter. And I always said that if she would have got either either she would have got elected or McCain got elected and she became VP, the oil companies would have sat her down and they would have said, "Okay, honey, <laughs> that's cute what you did in Alaska, but that's not how things are run." And I, I hate to, to think the same thing about Elizabeth Warren, where she's all about, you know, the people that, that plunged us into the banking crisis, they need to go to prison. And I'm like, okay, if you become the president, they're going to sit you down. <laughs> and they're going to say, here's the deal. And well, and I think we're, her palms are already being greased or with green energy. This is something that the left is absolutely obsessed with. The president has uh, poured millions and yep. maybe billions yep. of our dollars down the drain, funding his cronies in these uh, no-good, useless, worthless yep. energy, green energy projects. And yep. I think Elizabeth Warren would probably be more of the same. So uh, uh, that would be, I think, uh, an area where she would clearly be up to her eyeballs in in graft. Uh, at least it wouldn't surprise me if that's where the, a lot of her campaign support were to come. It's uh, Larry Pratty joins us today here on the broadcast. Our first segment, we talked about the no federal charges for Zimmerman. In this segment, we talked about some of the uh, big issues of the day. If you want to get more information or if you want to be involved with the Gun Owners of America, check out gunowners.org or 
888-886-GUNS. Larry, I always enjoy chatting with you, my friend. Thanks for being with us today, and uh, hope to talk to you in the next couple months, my friend. Great to be with you. I look forward to the next time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Larry. Larry Pratt with us today. We're going to take a timeout. Mr. Jonathan Matthews is on the way. He is fired up again this week. (laughs) Before we go to a quick commercial break, we have got a brand new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Go over to kickstarter.com slash projects slash Lavina Cafe slash Lavina dash cafe. The Lavina Cafe. The Lavina Cafe is an amazing piece of business. Go over to Kickstarter.com right now. Cafe with an interesting creation story. That's right. Coffee, cakes, poems. Lavina over there at K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. They need some of your hard-earned money today. Go out and help them. They're a tremendous restaurant. They're a cafe with an interesting creation story. And they need your help. Go out there. Help them. Support them. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Um, let's see, how should I put this? Your wife tells you she loves you. Um, she even lets you go out and buy a gun. And you come home and you find her in bed with the neighbor. <laughs> I think that's kind of how this administration is with Israel. <laughs> they're wow. In the, they're, in bed with the, they're in bed with the neighbor, but they, but they, uh, they, they say nice things and... And all like that, but uh, uh, Netanyahu knows it, and um, that's why there was so much tension about them about him coming, and all like that. So it's just you know it, it's that awkward moment you know when all this is sort of like being played out. <laughs> really? Now, um, Michael, this this this. <laughs> I've, I've never heard, I've never heard you speak. I just don't. I just find this so strange. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Um, where, where do you see this heading? Is is this going to be uh, an issue that Obama's going to have to deal with? Uh, is he going to have to deal with Netanyahu for like the next, you know, whatever amount of time that he's in there? Or well, he's trying not. He's trying not to. I think he's got people over there fighting him, trying to get him, you know, beating him. Yes. Him. But, um, but Obama's terribly unpopular in Israel, and so I don't think I don't think it's really going to, you know, change sway much things very much. Um, you know, it's it's um it's an awkward. It, it's really an awkward thing. Um, Israel, of course, a longtime friend and and the one stable, you know, thing we've got going over there in the, in the Middle East. Um, you know, it's, it's, a there's this stuff going on. I mean, with Iran, Iran is, I mean, is, is backing, uh, terrorist activity all around the world. And then we've got this nuclear thing going on and it's just, the whole thing is just so mucked up. And then the, the, the instability that's been brought about by toppling these regimes. I mean, Egypt really kind of helped keep things kind of, kind of, you know, solid over there. And they, they punched Mubarak out, you know, and we had the Arab Spring and everything was wonderful. And and uh, now, you know, I think maybe they're kind of becoming a little stable again once they get rid of the Muslim Brotherhood. But, but it's just, you know, there's the West just keeps trying to screw it up. They've been doing it ever since World War One. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what to, I don't know what to think and I don't know what to do because I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. It's the. Uh... 
It's the strangest thing. It's Michael Murphy with us today here on the program, and I just I don't understand why Obama and all of his all of his people when when a, when he when Netanyahu came over here, usually the I guess the 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 path that you're supposed to take is a world leader comes to visit your country. You meet with that world leader, even if it's just to say hi. But he ducked, he dived, he dodged, he 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 had people, you know, Nancy Pelosi and everybody was crying and throwing a fit, and it's like that's not and that's not uh, the first time. They've done that Remember, no, about, about five five years ago, that like the first time he came over, they brought him in the back way. Uh, you didn't even bring him in the front door, and, and Obama was in there for just a few minutes, and then he, he had to go play golf or something and and let and left him. You know, I mean, he has not shown him any, any dignity or respect or anything, it's, ever. No, and and it looks like that he's probably never going to. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. Well, you know, I mean, you, you come up, like I said, there are a lot of people believe believe Obama's Muslim. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know. He was, at the very least, he was raised by Muslims in a Muslim country. He's got an affinity yeah. and, a, and a love uh, for the culture and everything else. And so, at the very least, he, that's where he's comfortable. Yeah. You know, and so, I don't know. And when you look at all the, all the uh, Muslims that are involved in, his, uh, in, his, uh, in, in the administration, from Valerie Jarrett on down, uh, you just, you've got to know that there's things like that, that. That's where his advice is coming from, is, is pro-Iran, pro, pro-Muslim. It is Michael Murphy joins us today here on the program at 52 minutes after the hour. Um, some more big news this week is Hillary and her emails. <laughs> we've been we've been chatting about Hillary and her email problem. Um, I know that the 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 left wing press doesn't think this is a big deal. The right wing press thinks that the sky is falling. Uh, you're one of these guys that's in the middle. Is this really that big of a deal? <laughs> Well, it, let's put it this way: it should be, but it it probably won't. Uh, Rush the other day floated the idea that maybe the left is the one that brought this out, uh, because there are there is a wing of the of the of the left that really doesn't like Hillary and would like to see something like Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. And so there's you know he floated the idea that possibly they're they're maybe trying to take her out early enough to. Uh, to let somebody else, you know, have a have the ground floor, you know, going forward. I don't know. Uh, they seem to be, you know, the Clintons <laughs> have been in have been admired in in deep doo doo ever since they've lived in Arkansas, you know. And um, for some reason or other, it just doesn't stick. I don't know. We've got Michael Murphy with us today. Now, um, some other uh, with, with this Hillary thing. Um, there's been a rumor that Elizabeth Warren can step up now and jump in there. And right. she's real big on this. All these bankers need to go to jail and blah, 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 blah. And I said, uh, her, I'm, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually an Elizabeth Warren supporter with that. Well, and see, that's, that's the thing. And that's, and that's what I was getting ready to ask you. And, and this is the thing that we were talking about earlier this week on the show was the fact that. I really liked it when Sarah Palin was going to run, and then she ended up becoming the VP, and she took it to the oil companies in Alaska, and she's like, you know, you're not going to screw things up here. You're not going to, you know, she's, she she was a real big, you know, rah-rah with that. And I always said yep. that if she would have got an office, they would have sat her down and said, okay, that's cute. 
But here's who runs the show. Yes, and it's the same thing with Elizabeth Warren. I think it's awesome. I think she needs to get out there. I think she needs to do what she needs to do. But I'm just so afraid that if she gets elected, they're going to sit her down and they're going to say, "Okay, yep, <laughs> yep." Here's how it is. You know, that's kind of what. That's kind of what you hear. You kind of hear that people go in there with great deals, and then when they find out really what's going on, and of course the problem is, is it's. What what's going on is the emperor has no clothes. Yes. And it's a big house of cards. Yes. And they don't want anybody going in there, you know, making any wind and blowing the house of cards down, and they don't want anybody pulling the curtain down and showing the emperor's got no clothes. That too. Uh, it's a, it you know, there's two things going on there, and so we all understand. I mean, I mean, those of us with our eyes open, we want this stuff uncovered, and we want it stopped, and we also know it's going to collapse things. Yes, and that but, is. That's but the problem. That's the point in which you can start over and you can get it and you can start doing it right instead of just making it a deeper and deeper and deeper hole. Yeah. The longer it goes, the worse it's going to be. Well, and uh, another, you know, I remember when Obama was was running for office and he was like, "Well, when I get in there, I'm doing this, oh, I'm yeah. doing that." And then they're yeah, like, then "No, you're not." <laughs> so but the but part of the problem with Obama and this and this is where it differs from people like Palin, Warren, even George W. Bush is Obama is a constitutional law attorney and he gets in there right. and he starts doing all these things to the constitution and I'm like, yeah. Oh my god <laughs> yeah. You know, the the whole NDAA thing. That that you know, he's like, Well, I'm not gonna yeah. sign it. I'm not gonna sign it. And then he's like, "Well, I might sign it, but you got it. You got to keep that one clause in there where we can just disappear people." And it's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. what?" <laughs> <laughs> I know it's um, it's 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 scary, and um, but it is what it is. You know, we can't run around. That, that's just it. We run around and we you know to try to make all your decisions in life based on fear. Yes, is uh, is is insane. You know, yes. Yeah. And and that, of course, that's part of what terrorists do to you. You know, they don't have to. They don't have to bomb you. All they got to do is, is is whisper about it. You say, "Oh, they're going to bomb us." We all take action. You know, uh, the Mall of America. Oh no, we all got to. You know, have that's right. Into the Mall of America. You know, stuff like that. So I mean, they've they've done, now they've done what they need to do. They don't have to bomb us. Yep. Yep, that's just you know, how we've reacted. And we've reacted in fear, and and that's that. That's how that works. Well, uh, Michael, I always enjoy our time together on Fridays, and uh, looking forward to talking to you next week, sir. Sounds good. Next time we need to talk about. I got to have dinner with Ralph, uh, uh, Ralph Raphael Cruz. Oh, uh, we. Uh, I I missed that. I wanted to go to that. We will have to talk about that when uh, when yeah. we when we talk to you next Friday. Have yourself a good weekend, my friend. Sounds good, James. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Michael Murphy, he's a high roller, man. He's he's out there. We're taking a timeout. And when we come back, if my music will kick in. There we are. Oh, my God. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Live. It is the big broadcast. We are live coast to coast and border to border on iHeartRadio today. AMFM247.com, ChickyJaguar.com. Welcome back to it. Thanks for being part of the big program. 50 plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. 
And you can get in touch with us online at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com from the KJG Radio Studios in downtown Hutchinson, Kansas. 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 p.m. Mountain Standard, and 24-7 at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com on the TuneIn apps. Of course, our own app is available in both the app stores. On-demand podcasts are available via iHeartRadio. Live videos on Twitch, Periscope, and Facebook, and of course, selected editions will be at amfm247.com. 50-plus AMFM stations in the big network, including KFRK in Denver. Follow us on social media and find our daily videos on YouTube, cross-posted to Rumble, and broadcasting live on Roku via the AMFM 24-7 network each and every week. And the Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast is brought to you by our fabulous, fabulous friends. Tremendous, tremendous new GoFundMe campaign. These folks are doing some incredible things. They need some of your hard-earned money today. Over there at GoFundMe.com slash the letter F slash help there for station. That's right. The 26th of June through the 9th of July, 2023. They're running a marathon in the European Masters Games organized in Finland. One tree would be planted for every single donation received. So let's just say if an average of 30 people donate to this campaign the amount notwithstanding, then by virtue of the agreement, 30 healthy and well-nurtured trees will be planted in any way of your choice in Asia or South America by Tree Nation. They need your help. Go over and help them today at G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash letter F slash help their forestation. Oh, my God, these folks are amazing. Go over and check them out today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Let's help the trees today.